the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so happy to have you here, as always. Our program runs each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen in many different ways. If you happen to be in the geographic area of Southern California, which is the Inland Empire and Palm Springs, you can listen on the radio at KMET 1490 AM. You can also listen um, by streaming, and you can go to our website, which is the KMET website, and uh, click the streaming uh, area of that site. And also, you can listen on demand. After the show, it's very easy. All you have to do is Google um, the Men's Advocate SoundCloud, and it will pull up uh, not only this show, but any and all of my archive shows uh, for your listening pleasure. So if you missed any of this, what I just said, uh, please go to my Facebook fan page. It has all of that program information on the Facebook fan page, in addition to uh, what the program is and who my guests are and anything that I talk about on the show, any any links or pertinent information that you need, it's all all going to be on my Facebook fan page. So that's easy to find too. All you have to do is uh, type in, it's the same name as the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. And in the upper right corner, hit the like page button. That's the like page button. It's up where the shop now button is. And then hit it a second time to allow notifications. So once a week, uh, those notifications will um, appear in your in your box and you'll be able to see what's coming up next. So today we have a, an interesting show for you. We're going to talk about this new study that just came out. Half of women have a fallback partner on standby. Are you surprised by this statistic? Half. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, and if you happen to have missed last week's show, that was a good show as well uh, with my ex-Marine who helps uh young teen, young teen boys, um, 16 and 17 year olds, and he mentors them and gets them a start in life. Uh, basically, the topic was called um, everything that you've been told in the media about women is a lie. So he, de our, our guest Terry from last week debunks many of the common myths that, that go on, you know, uh, that go on in the media today. I know that once people hear them, these myths again and again and again, just like the old saying, you tend to think that these myths are true, but they are not true. We are here to debunk which ones are the truth and which ones are a lie and they are not serving you. So be sure to check out last week's show. All right. So um, we are also having a, a new segment. We've had this for a couple of weeks and it's going pretty well. If you'd like to hop on, it's segment four at 45 minutes past the hour. It's called ride share rants. So if you have, if you're a driver and you happen to have stories, crazy passenger stories, um, please private message me on Facebook. And, uh, if you make the cut, We'll be happy to put you on air. So um, I'll give you all that pertinent, pertinent information. So that's coming up at 45 minutes past the hour. 
Um, all right. So let's get into our topic today. Um, it is called Half of All Women Have a Fallback Partner on Standby. So who is this person? This person, according to the study, is somebody who has always fancied them. So in my world, I call them vultures. Um, You know, per my book, uh, Mastering Women, which you can get on Amazon, both on ebook as well as in paperback, it's my contention that men cannot be just friends with women, that they are there for a reason. And they, unlike women who can be just friends with men, it doesn't work the other way around. So these men hanger oners are there for a reason and they feel like, you know, if they just wait around long enough, they can swoop in just like a vulture and steal someone else's girl. So if you mess up, let's say you're a married man or a man in a relationship, these vultures are just waiting around for you to do all the work and for you to mess up and they're going to swoop in on your territory. So that's why they're there. <laughs> so be aware of these girls who happen to have, you know, 500 to 1,000 friends in their contact list or on their social media. You know, she she thinks it's all innocent. She thinks they're just being friends. And unless they're gay, they are not there to just be friends. So just be on the lookout for that. All right. So um, in the survey of a thousand women, they also found that Mr. Plan B is also likely to be somebody whom she has known for seven years. Wow. So, you know, (laughs) if you're newly in a relationship, let's say you got past the three month mark and you had the talk, the relationship talk, we're now being exclusive uh, gentlemen, it's now time to purge the ranks. She has got to let go of all these hanger honors in her social media and in her contact list because they are all potential threats. Even if she doesn't view them as a threat, guess what? He does. He does. He's just waiting for you to mess up. So be on the lookout. Your instinct is right. And Yes, she's just collecting these guys. All right. So um, why is she collecting these guys? Well, you know, in the, in the case that her current relationship turns sour, women like to have a backup plan. So women do this with money, too. You might not know it. But she is stashing money like you wouldn't believe in secret places. Um, just like she's collecting these men on the rainy day chance that something goes awry, she is stashing her money. So it might be $20 here, might be $50 there. Maybe she has a secret bank account. Oh, heck, maybe she's even putting it under the mattress. I guarantee you women are stashing money. Why? For the same reason that they collect men, because men are typically better wage earners and they're more secure with their financial position. Oftentimes, women are more likely to be insecure about their financial position and whether they can make it in the world without you, especially if they have kids. That just ups the risk. So you know what? Let's say she's been stashing that money for four years or whatever it is. She has it hidden in coffee cans or in the freezer trays in the, in the refrigerator, whatever it is. I'm, I'm here to tell you she is doing that. So just open your eyes. Be aware of these things. Okay. Now, married women, as, as uh, contrasted to women who are in a relationship, are even more likely to have Mr. Plan B in the background. Oh, yeah. Just because she has the ring on her finger, just because she has that piece of paper, which, you know, is, is supposedly a solid thing, a sure thing, women are more, married women are more likely than women in a relationship to have a Plan B. So, Men, open your eyes to this fact. Let's see what's going on. 
All right, I have a few more of, of uh, these in this category. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but write down this phone number. I'd love to hear your uh, comments on this topic. The call-in number is 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We're talking about half of the women have a plan B, a fallback partner. All right, we'll catch you right back after the break and continue. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Hey, guys. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women 2. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so happy to have you here. Today we are talking about the backup guy. Who does she have in the wings um, if she is married or in a relationship? Some other guy that's not you. How does this happen? Why does this happen? And yes, indeed, you should be on the lookout for this. Half of all these women have this guy, so just to let you know. Okay, um, now these guys, who are they? Apparently, they are ex-boyfriends, ex-husbands, a colleague, a gym buddy. In other words, they are right under your nose. I know you guys have a gut feeling about this kind of stuff, and trust your gut because it's right. So it's not some random guy on Facebook that she's never met in person. I mean, sometimes it can be like that. Sometimes it can be a remote person. But more likely than not, it's somebody that you have a gut reaction to that just, it, this guy just seems too fishy. He's like calling calling and hanging around and like also attending um, your barbecues or also attending your social events when you're out with your girl. Uh, it's not cool. It's uh, there's a reason for that. And she's got this hanger on, you know, in her life for a reason. So just be careful with that kind of stuff. All right. So 50%, it's a pretty big number, and I don't want you guys to get burned. Um, so just keep your eyes open for that. All right, so let's go on to our next topic, which is uh, women and relationships from a new uh, survey called Statistic Statistics Netherlands. Um, let's talk about uh, where women are at with relationships. Okay, so over half of women over 50 
no longer want a relationship, citing that they have been either unlucky in relationships, relationships cause too many problems, and they do not have high expectations. Um, they do not have high expectations in this respect. So pretty much the article is saying, the survey is saying that these women have given up and it's just easier to be alone. It's just easier to be with their women friends and, you know, bunk to it all. All right. So um, nearly one half of 18 to 29 year old men are not in a relationship compared to one third of women. So uh, in this uh, group, 18 to 29, why are men not getting married? And, you know, traditionally, the what makes the most amount of sense for a guy to get into a relationship is when he feels like his feet are firmly on the ground. And that's usually when he's got his education done, usually when he's got gotten a couple of years under his belt in his career and he feels financially stable enough to take on a girlfriend. That's usually the guy's reason as to why they wait Typically, they wait until about age 28 or so. So from that window of age 28 to age 35 is usually when guys seek a relationship is usually the age when they decide to marry as well. So um, that number has been statistically increasing. In other words, the percentage of guys who are waiting even longer to get married or get into a relationship or perhaps not get in a relationship or not get married at all. And the reason why that is, is because this second wave of feminism has produced a lot of women that are undesirable. Okay. So they're just not playing. They're just, they're just sitting this one out. Maybe, maybe they'll have a, a girl here and there for a one night stand or to have a casual relationship with. But, you know, these guys do want to get married. They do want to be in a relationship, but it's slim pickings out there. And that number keeps going up. The start number, currently the start number to get married for, for young men, first time marriages is at age 28 and it keeps creeping up older and older. Now, what happens when guys miss the ideal window of marriage, which is um, from ages uh, 28 to 35 is the ideal window. So what that means is, is when a guy has passed the age of 35, with each year that goes past the age of 35, the likelihood that he gets married um, sharply um, decreases. So this is like a, a new trend that's happening that a lot of guys are just not marrying at all because there's not enough good women out there. All righty. Okay. So as for women, this survey is saying that one-third of women from the 18 to 29-year-old category are not getting married. Why is this? Um I think they're kind of in their 20s. They're kind, women are kind of in their experimental phase. Uh, they're sexually experimenting. Uh, they also might not be secure in whatever their job or their career is. Um, they're dabbling with all types of men. They're dabbling with men who are might be quite a bit older. Maybe the guy is 15 years older than she. You know, she's just not really sure and doesn't really have her head on straight either. So women in their 20s are like not getting into a relationship for those reasons. It's different reasons as what I just laid out previously for the guys. Um, I think it's for the women, it's more because she is kind of going through her experimental phase and she doesn't really know what she wants. Um, for women, the critical ages um, probably are the same, probably 28 to 35. And that's only because she's now getting doused with hormones and the baby clock uh, hormones are now in her system and that baby clock is ticking. So it's not necessarily that she wants to get in a relationship. More often, it's that she wants to have a baby. And that's what that's what compels her to, you know, get hook up with you. But a lot of young women today, what do we uh, hear like a few weeks ago when I had the topic on that show? I think 
you know, like 40% of single women today aren't even getting married. They're having the baby without the comfort of marriage. So not something I agree with because the, uh, the, for the child's sake, for the child's best interest, it's, it's best to have two, you know, a, a, a family unit, a nuclear family unit in the child's life. They need that male influence and they need the female influence. And it's really not such a good idea to have a baby on your own if you're a woman. It's not good for the child. It might be a selfish thing for the woman, but not the best scenario for the child. All right, let's get back to our um, survey here. The difference is caused by the fact that women start relation... This is what the survey is saying. The difference between uh, the the uh, one half of men, young men, and, and one third of young women in their 20s, the difference is caused by the fact that women start relationships at a younger age and often have an older partner. Hmm. I don't think I agree with this. Um, yes, are women more likely to have older partners? Like I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Yes, they are. But that's not what's causing them to wait. I think Again, the primary reason that's causing them to wait is, you know, they're just uh, indecisive and they really don't know what they want and they're in their experimental phase. Okay. More women, the survey says, in their 20s have relationship with men in their 30s than the other way around. Yes, I do believe that. Um, I, you know, it's just socially more acceptable for the guy to be older. And if he happens to be a lot older, like an age gap of 15 years or more, you know, that's that's kind of acceptable in society as well. Um, To have it be the other way around, the the Ashton Kutcher scenario where he formerly wed someone who was 15 years older than he, Demi Moore, that was like a groundbreaking case, groundbreaking scenario where, you know, that had pretty much not happened. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's happening now and, um, you know, it's, it's quite all right. All right. So, um, for those who are over the age of 50 and especially over the age of 65, more women than men are single. Um, I, I think that statistic is true. I, I think the reason why it's like that is because for women, it's harder to find a guy. I think in general, women are too picky. And in general, men want someone who's younger. So I think that I do believe that stat that it's going to be, um, you know, when they're over 50, th- there's going to be a greater, a disproportionate amount of women who are single than are men. Okay, now the statistic is saying that one of the reasons for this, you know, that the women don't have, that the women are not partnered up is because women live longer than their male partners and are therefore more likely to be widowed. No, I don't agree with that that statistic. I think it's true to some extent, but I think, again, it really speaks to women are too picky and men generally want younger. I mean, why not have younger when you have, you know, this broad base of women to choose from and women and men are, are uh, sexually attracted to someone who is visually attracted to them, attractive to them. So, and that oftentimes means younger. All right. So between the ages of 30 and 49, the share of singles is around 20% and slightly more that men are single. All right. Um, Many singles aged 18 to 29 years old do want a relationship, but more women than men in this age group say they want to wait. Hmm. I don't believe this one at all. And for the reasons that I already stated above, but don't, don't buy this one. Um, From ages 30 to 49 years of age, there are no differences between single men and single women in terms of wanting a relationship from 30 to 49 years of age. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say, you know, probably the the optimal window for both sexes is 28 to 35. So I'm going to say yes on this one. I, I think men who are motivated to be in a relationship 
they can and they do and they are. They just like find a woman. They're just ready. And and I, I, I think that that statement holds true. And for women, the reason why it holds true is because in their early 30s, they're in baby mode. Now, um, you know, th- this statistic may not necessarily hold as much weight if you say the person is over 35 years old. Like I mentioned earlier, for men, you know, the longer they wait, there's a sharp decline and they just never, statistically, they don't get married at all. So, um, yeah, so I think they have to define this this, uh, age group is just too broad brush of an age group. So, um, yeah, so we'll take it from there. All right, when we come back from our break, you know, as we have this new segment, uh, Rideshare Rants, one of my very uh, close fans and sponsors, attorney, business attorney Michael Brown, um, is going to join us for segment three coming up right after the break. And we're going to be talking about if you happen to be a rideshare driver, meaning Uber or Lyft or some other company, third-party company, guess what? You're an independent contractor. Now, yes, the company wants you to provide insurance, but there might be business things that you need to think about as well to protect yourself. So, catch you back right after the break with Mike Brown. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. We're happy to have you join us here today. Um, we're on with my my friend and my sponsor and uh, my great fan, Michael Brown, attorney Michael Brown. And you can find him at uh, www.mwb, that's short for his initials, dash law.net. Um, and I'm also going to put this on the Facebook fan page, so don't worry about the links, and we'll get you all hooked up. So Michael is going to be joining us today because uh, we have a new segment in segment four, which is 45 minutes past the hour 
for that's called Rideshare Rants, where we're where we are talking to drivers, and they're telling us their crazy uh, passenger stories. And in I know the companies they want you to provide proof of insurance, but let's talk to Michael Brown, and he's going to help you if you're self-employed and in this situation. Some other things that might be key that will help your business along. Welcome, Michael, to the show. Thank you so much, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So you have a couple of things to uh, tell our listeners with regard to uh, pitfalls that they should look out for and how they can protect themselves. That is correct. Uh, if you're a, a driver, uh, most companies have you in, uh, scheduled as an independent contractor, which means they don't have to withhold taxes and there is a certain amount of liability protection for them. However, what you need to be aware of as uh, an independent contractor and or employee is that uh, the liability goes both ways. Uh, there can be certain times and situations where a company can actually go out of business and you're the one left holding the bag. For instance, if someone were to sue you for an accident um, and the amount of it was in excess, it would go against the company. Uh, if the company doesn't have any funds, it would stay against you. Uh, so when you are looking to contract with uh, a vehicle company such as an Uber, you want to make sure that their obligation to carry insurance uh, is the same as yours and, and that they have a very nice umbrella policy of, say, anywhere from 5 to $10 million to protect you uh, beyond your normal insurance limits so that you don't get stuck holding a million-dollar judgment against you for the next 10 years. Right. Tell us, I, I know sometimes the parent company will ask the independent contractor to fill out what's called an additional insured. Tell us exactly what that means and tell us what the independent contractor, if there's a, a term of art that he should he or she should be asking from the parent company. Okay. Well, an additional insured request is a situation where you can go to your insurance company or any company can go to an insurance company and say that in addition to providing us coverage, we have a special relationship with this person or that company or that party. And we want them to be named as an additional insured, which would give them the right to tender any claim to the insurance company directly. So that's basically what an additional insured request is. And that's what most companies will ask. They'll say, if you're carrying car insurance through AAA, State Farm, whomever, they will say, we want to be named as an, ad an additional insured so that we can make sure any claim that comes our way, we can tender to your insurance company if it's your fault or we believe it's your fault. Likewise, you should be asking, if you're the contractor, to be an additional insured on their policy as well. Ah, so it's the same term. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Oh, that's that's very interesting. I, and uh, yeah, that's a very good point. And, and it would be good to be covered, the contractor to be covered on their bigger policy, on the parent company policy. Right. And what you just generally ask for is a certificate of insurance or an endorsement certificate. Okay. Either one of those generally covers uh, an, an additional insured's name on it. Right. And for my listeners out there, oftentimes when the parent company asks you for this additional insured document, check with your particular insurance provider. Most of them, if you have one additional insured, most of the time you'll get it for free. If you have two additional insureds, they might charge you $100 for the second document. So what that means is I know a lot of my drivers work for both Lyft and Uber. So the first one might be free, but the second one, let's say the first one you submitted was for Lyft, the second one that you submit for Uber, your insurance company might charge you $100 for that. So check with your specific plan and provider to see what the story of that is. And if I may add, also, you want to make sure that 
your insurance company is fully aware of your arrangement with any of these companies because generally personal car insurance will not cover you if you're in a situation uh, as a common carrier, like a taxi cab driver or an Uber driver, uh, that takes a special endorsement and it may affect your premiums immediately. You don't want to be under the false assumption that you're driving around with State Farm that just because it covers you personally, it must also cover you uh, when you engage in a business in your vehicle. So if you're engaging in business using your vehicle, the parent company, parent company's policy doesn't cover you for that? You're saying Well, to, your own to, personal uh, pol policy to, may not cover you. Right. You're saying to upgrade your personal policy as well. Yes, I'm I'm what I'm saying is is let make sure that your insurance company, whoever you uh, have your car insurance with, is aware that you are engaged in this type of activity because uh, when you have an accident or if you have an accident, that is the wrong time to find out that they have an exclusion for what's known as common carriers. Very good. Good point. All right. So in addition to insurance, what other uh, pitfalls should the independent contractor look out for? Uh, background checks. Uh, background checks are real big right now because everybody wants to have a um, company with drivers that uh, the customers can feel safe with. Uh, it is very easy to get blacklisted uh, based on erroneous information. Uh, there are a lot of people out there with very same and similar names. So if you're going through a background check, you want to make sure that whoever it is that you're dealing with, that you're asking for a copy of whatever that background check is. And you have that right. If it's an employment verification uh, type of scenario where they're uh, checking to make sure that you have a driver's license, that you don't have any tickets, things of that nature, you have a right to request a copy of what they find. Very good point. I know a lot of these companies, you know, they, they do want to make sure that the driver is on the up and up. They're possibly uh, running a credit check. They're possibly running a DMV uh, check. They're possibly asking for fingerprints. I mean, they're, they're doing the whole nine yards. So like Michael says, you have every right to see what's on your record. And, you know, there might be a mistake or there might be somebody that has the same name or their Social Security number is very similar to your number and what they're reporting is not correct. So it gives you an opportunity to, to look at what they are looking at, what the parent company is looking at, and to make everything, uh, you know, good and right and in your favor. And as a follow-up to that, it's also important, I believe, that uh, if a driver uh, is accused of something that they have a right to a hearing. Um, under most employment type arrangements, whether it be independent contract or employment, you don't necessarily get a right of due process as you do in uh, criminal court or civil court. Uh, you should ask uh, what their disciplinary procedures are, what their investigation procedures are for any complaint made against a driver. Uh, because otherwise, people who may not even have driven with you or uh, may have had a grudge against you or whatever can make stuff up and you can find yourself without your position uh, and no recourse. It's very difficult to uh, file an action against a company where you're an independent contractor and either party can terminate generally at will. Now, only if you have a situation where there's a grievance procedure in the contract do you have a right to then ask for some sort of hearing where you can present your side before a decision is made. Hmm. And what if they deny you that, that hearing? What, are, what is your recourse at that point? Well, if, they, if it's not in your contract, you pretty much don't have uh, any recourse unless you believe for some reason that uh, they are letting you go for some illegal reasons such as race, color, religion, sexual orientation. If you believe they're trumping up some sort of uh, bogus complaint in order to let you go for uh, an illegal reason, then your, your recourse is, of course, to file an action 
for breach of contract as well as discrimination in a court. But again, without a lot of evidence, that's going to be hard to prove. So it's generally best to put something in your contract or at least ask. Most contracts have some sort of grievance procedure, but not all. Right. It's good to carry a little ledger, too, in case something does transpire with one of your uh, passengers or maybe an event while driving that you document it, uh, take pictures if it's applicable, uh, write notes, you know, whatever you have to do so you have some backup information in case uh, something becomes of that incident. Correct. And if you have the ability, I would strongly recommend uh, installing a video. Ah. Now, naturally, you have to inform all uh, participants, anybody who gets in your car, that they are being videotaped during the ride. Gotcha. That's that's a good one. All right. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, call us uh, right now. We're, we are now entering our rideshare uh, segment. Call us at 951-922-3532. When we come back from the break, we're going to have some funny stories. So we'll catch you back right after the break. Want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.com themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. The premium tune-in also allows you to record and listen at a later date. Just Google tune-in Linda Gross. That's Google tune-in Linda Gross. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMAT 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Dick Gross. We, are, we have on the line Steve from Santa Monica, and he's going to tell us uh, briefly about his van ride to Malibu. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for calling the show. Thank you, Linda. I'm glad to be on. Awesome. So tell us briefly about your story. Actually, you are the exception to the case. You are the writer and not the driver. But go ahead, please. Okay, right. Yeah, well, I was... Uh... Um, on my way to the beach here in Santa Monica, a girl, girl comes up in a van, um, sees me, and says, excuse me, how do you get to Malibu Beach? I said, well, she just go this way to get up to PCH to go up to Malibu. And she says, uh, well, would you care to join me? I said, are you serious? For real? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, serious. I'm not kidding. And I said, okay, well, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, I can show you how to get there, and um, it'll, be, it'll be easy. It'll be nice. And uh, she uh, has a, uh, one of those arrow beds in the back of her van. It's one of those um, commercial vans. And I'm thinking, what is this all about? Uh, 
And she says, oh, I see you noticing the, uh, the aero bed in the back. And I go, yeah, what, uh, what do, you, do you sleep in your van? She goes, no, I just uh, use it to take guys to bed with me in my van. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. At the beach, at the beach. I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. And, and, uh, and it sounds uh, like an invitation right there. Uh, yeah, it was. As it turns out, uh, she, um, we kind of knew each other, but not that well. We, uh, we used to be neighbors here in Santa Monica. Wow. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, one thing led to another. We spent the day at the beach, got to know each other, and uh, ended up sleeping together. And um, now we're expecting our first child in the uh, beginning of next year. Well, that's a sweet van rise to me. Van ride to Malibu on your behalf. <laughs> and how. <laughs> and I think you said there was more to the story, that you guys, uh, beyond hooking up, you made even more of the situation. Yeah, well, I never expected anything like this to ever happen. And, uh, you know, you, you, it just goes to show in life. You never know what's going to happen. That's too funny. Thank yeah. you again, Steve, for calling. Um Collect your stories for next time and call us again. We'll see you again on the on Rideshare Rants. Okay. All right. My next uh, clip is going to be from uh, Fabrizio, and he is from Boston, Maryland. And we're going to hear about kissing cousins. What's the craziest thing that has ever happened in your car? I pick up these two girls, and I look at my rearview mirror, and the two of them start making out with one another. So I'm like, all right, cool, this is fine. You know, my adrenaline kind of goes... You know, a lot of people, like, pay for, you know, an experience like that, and here I am. I'm getting paid for it. Nice. You know, I mean, these guys are basically having sex in my back seat. Definitely tell that she's, like, getting very excited, and whatever the other girl is doing to her is really kind of hitting the spot. It's like, you know, a good job on the other girl's part, you know what I mean? She really knows how to touch a woman, apparently. I get to the destination, right, and then uh, only one of them gets out. She's like, oh, I'm going to go hang with my boyfriend. I'll call you later. So I'm like, wow, she's going to go hang with the boyfriend now. I'm doing this in my back seat. One of them stayed on. And then she said, I kind of have a confession to make for you. And I was like, oh, really? And she said, yeah. And I was like, well, what is it? It's like, can't be that bad. You know, what, what's up? And then she's like, that's my cousin. Right? Is like two cousins. First cousins, mind you. Had a lesbian experience in the backseat of my car. Good luck topping that one. That's quite a story. I also want to give a special shout out to uh, Linda Gross over at KMET AM 1490 out in Los Angeles, who's going to be featuring some of the uh, excerpts from this video on her uh, her talk show at uh, 345 every Wednesday. It's called Rideshare Rant, so uh, check it out. Uh, listen to some of the crazy stories that have happened, but I bet you mine's going to be the best. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to top that one. That one's really, really good. So you want to know why I didn't join in? Uh, because unlike you, my friend, I am a consummate professional and I do not mix uh, business and pleasure. That's why I did not jump in. And isn't there some sort of a rule that you're not supposed to turn a, like a twosome into a threesome unless you're invited? Isn't that how it goes? Oh, that, oh that's vampires? Oh yeah, vampires can't enter our premises unless they're invited? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, no, I get those two confused. You can see how that uh, make that confusion. Wow, Fabrizio, thank you for your entry, Kissing Cousins. That was a fun one. If you want to follow more of his uh, rideshare rants, check him out on his YouTube channel, Realistic Industries, um, and I'll put this on the Facebook fan page as well. So, yeah, uh, Michael, if you want to comment on that, do not mix business with pleasure. So you're, yes. you're the driver, and whatever is going on in your backseat, providing that it's not illegal, just do not get involved. Right, but that does raise a very interesting question. What what would it have been had the two women been underage? Ooh. Or one was over 18 and one was under 18. What do you do at that point if you're a driver? I mean, do you pull over and say, may I, may I check your ID? <laughs> I mean, what do you uh, do, really? <laughs> well, uh, unlike uh, a healthcare professional or a teaching professional, yeah. uh, you don't have an affirmative obligation to uh, report uh, that type of crime. However, um, if you facilitate it, uh, you can get yourself in trouble 
later on, for instance, if the person under 18 complains and says, yes, we were in a taxi cab, yes, or we were being driven, and the driver didn't say anything, didn't do anything, as a matter of fact, he was watching, um, you could find yourself uh, in hot water with uh, the authorities. Wow, that's that's quite a bit of a risk. I mean, the driver is not a policeman. He doesn't know all the codes and everything of driving. Right. So, right. you know, I mean, this one, the underage thing is kind of obvious. Everyone knows that. But um, well, what about underage drinking? Suppose somebody is 20 and a half. Right. Um, now, most situations, if I remember correctly. Yes. The person understands or knows the age of the person they're picking up. Oh, it could be because of the app. Everything is done. Right. The payment is done through the app. So perhaps because you're using a credit card and most credit cards require you to be over 21 years of age, maybe that solves that problem. But it's, it's, it's for the drivers who are listening, that's something that you should look into and ask your parent company if all the, uh, the rideshare people are, you know, over 21. Actually, Michael, that's not true because I know a lot of parents, the app is on the parent's phone mm -hmm. and they order a ride. Oh, I can't get my you know kid to soccer practice or whatever it is. Pick, pick the kid up from school to the soccer practice. And that person is definitely underaged. Right. So what I would recommend to the drivers is to consult with your parent company and say, how are we as drivers, what is the company's position on how we should react? Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go on to our next clip. Uh, we're taking a, uh, a clip from Dean, and he is from Camp Hill, Alabama, and his clip is called Driving with Frogs. Go ahead, Dean. Linda, back in the early 80s, I worked in the radio room of the Coast Guard Rescue Center in Mobile, Alabama. I carpooled with a guy who lived nearby. I'd only been there a short while, came in cooler weather. One morning, once the weather warmed up, we drove I-10 toward work. The weather had warmed up since I got there in March. I was half asleep as he drove. I woke to a thump, thump, a thump, thump, thump. Now, he was driving as if nothing was going on. So I asked him what was up. Did he run over a tire? What was happening? And uh, he said, frogs. That's all he would say. Frogs? Yep, they're too stupid to get out of the way. I looked ahead, and there were hundreds of little red eyes, but you could only see them once you got pretty close up. The frogs wouldn't jump out of the way. They would wait till the car got directly on top of them, and then one, two, four at a time, they would thump, thump, thump against the bottom of the car. And uh, this happened several times during the several years that I was stationed in Mobile. All right. Thank you very much, Dean, for that entry. <laughs> Thumping frogs that they just wouldn't get out of the way. And they were, I guess, hitting the bottom of the car. Interesting. Thanks for your uh, for your call there. I appreciate that. All right. So um, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to Rideshare Rants, which is our new segment on the program. We'll see you each and every Wednesday right here, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>